Podcast our past. Stories from the history of the Lancaster and Morecambe area. Welcome to Bay Real with Gabriella T and Jasmine T. This is our podcast all about famous people who have spent their years in Lancaster and Morecambe. Welcoming our first guest, one of the greatest local historians, Peter Wade. Beyond Radio, working with Escape to Make, presents Podcast Our Past. Hello Peter, so now we're just going to have a nice chat with you to talk all about Eric Morecambe. So for starters, can you just briefly tell us about Eric's parents? Dad, George, uh, worked for the council. He worked on uh, Morecambe's open-air market. And then Mum, Sadie, she was the the driving force of the family, really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say she, she was sort of pushy mum. She certainly saw possibilities and um, she did everything she could to promote Eric's career. And, and indeed, in the early years uh, of Morecambe & Wise, she was their sort of road manager. So she'd go out and go on tour with them and... Um, all of that. Okay, thank you. So this is our next question. What made him from being a local star to a national star and then breaking through to another platform and becoming a world-known superstar, really? Well, locally to start with, he would enter talent competitions mm-hmm. and, and there were a lot of, lot of those for youngsters to yeah. have a go at. He often won. He, he had a sort of comic song, uh, which was called I'm Not All There. And, and he'd have this r- ridiculous costume as well to go with it. So he had his sort of trousers that only went down as far as his knees and, and he had a funny hat on and all that sort of thing. And he had this sort of giant lollipop which was made out of wood and it had a, a, a sort of bite mark in it as well um, so he do th- this but the um, the Bartholomew family Bartholomew was sort of Eric's proper family name yeah. there were lots of uh, family members so if Eric was in a talent show all of them would, would sort of be dragooned in to be there and they'd be yeah. clapping madly at the end of his show. Exactly. And then the judge of the competition, well, didn't dare do anything else but give um, Eric first place mm. in the competition. And, and he'd um, go and really perform anywhere that would have him as well. And so the more practice he got, the better he got as well. That was the, the sort of local basis. Then they begin to look more widely and there's auditions for a show which is called Youth Takes a Bow, which I think was in Manchester or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was organised by a man called Jack Hilton, who was one of the big band leaders of the day. And... Eric made a, a good impression there. Ernie happened to be there as well, although they weren't quite ready yeah. to join forces. And from then on, really, it's, it's a lot of hard work doing stage shows, doing television. That's what they're remembered for really now, but their very first television was awful. It really was awful. There was a review of it 
in one of the newspapers and it said, what's the definition of television? It's the box they buried Morecambe and Wise in. <laughs> so really cutting uh, review. And what they did then was to go off to um, Australia to learn how to do television than to do it properly. And they came back and, of course, and there we are. We all know the rest of the story. Beyond Radio, working with Escape to Make, presents Podcast Our Past. So for our next question, we're just going to ask, who was Eric Morecambe off stage? Like, as him being a celebrity, who was he when he wasn't performing? Um, did he like cars or sports, music or maybe partying? What was he like off stage? Can you just tell us a story maybe about what he was like? Somebody came up to Lancaster University who was going to be awarded an honorary doctorate uh, there. And um, the presentation was going to be done by Princess Alexandra. And so they all, they all gathered outside the Great Hall at the university. And uh, I've spoken to one of the policemen who were on duty on the day and um, said, oh, Eric just was telling joke after joke after joke. And there's actually a photograph of everybody lined up, Princess Alexandra there. And she is, ob she, really from the expression on her face, she is about to burst into laughter. But she, at the same time, knows, um, you know, she's a princess, she's got to look serious. So she's struggling to, uh, to keep, keep the laugh in. Eric, very much a family man as well, I think. Loved cars, had a Rolls Royce, liked bird watching as well. I think that was something his doctor rec recommended as well because he had heart trouble and um, bird watching was a kind of therapeutic thing as well. And so that's why the statue has a pair of binoculars uh, round Eric's neck. And um, he would go bird watching locally, go up to Leighton Hall, Leighton Moss. One of the hides there where people, you know, can not be visible while, the, while they're watching the birds with their binoculars and all the rest of it. One of the hides is named after Eric. That's good. So we've got one more question for you. So our last question is, did he have a family of his own and like any children? And or did he have a wife? And also, when did he sadly pass away? And I'm, I'm sure people were very devastated in the town and the community. Yeah, so Eric, very much a family man. So two children of his own, Gail and Gary, um, and then an adopted son as well, Stephen. He enjoyed his family life, I think, very much, very important to him. Well, he died, I think, in 1984. Not quite on stage. Eric had done just too much. He decided he'd perhaps do an extra encore and then the heart problems that he'd had kind of caught up with him and um, he had a heart attack and he died and of course every, everybody very much moved by that not just locally here but but um, throughout the country the Eric uh, sorry the Morecambe and Wise show uh, was uh, very very popular especially the one at Christmas as well which would get huge um, audiences. So um, Eric's departure was, was a kind of national uh, tragedy, I think. Although, having said that, Eric does in a way live on through his statue. People come along and 
add things uh, to the statue. So at the moment we're approaching Christmas, so Eric will have his Santa hat, no doubt. Probably a football scarf. He was a keen supporter of uh, Luton, I think. One thing I particularly remember was was going past on, uh, I think, an anniversary of when Eric died and somebody had put some uh, sunflowers at the foot of the statue, which I think was a very touching thing to have done. And the connections go on. Eric's chauffeur, uh, Mike Fountain, who'd driven him around in the Rolls Royce, he retired to Morecambe, Eric's... uh, family they they still visit as well to uh, go along to uh, Eric's mum and dad's grave which is in Torrey's home cemetery. Yeah well thank you so much for having a little chat with us and it's been an honour to speak to you and thank you so much. Beyond Radio working with Escape to Make presents Podcast Our Past. Buster Rhymes one of the best gangster rappers actually spent some of his time in Morecambe. Take a listen to this. The following clip is by kind permission of Radio 1 Extra with Nadia J. So, I'm going to talk to you about the time that you spent in Lancashire because, um, can we claim you, Buster? Yeah. That's crazy. In Lancashire, in Morecambe, mm-hmm. in Preston, in Blackpool. With Escape to Make and Beyond Radio. So, now for our next celebrity, it will be the wonderful Emma Atkins. Emma Jane Atkins, born in Morecambe on the 31st of March, 1975. She lived in Silverdale and spent most of her childhood there. She's best known for playing the role of Charity Dingle in the ITV soap opera Emmerdale, and she also appeared on many BBC shows and series. She's been nominated for many awards, such as Best Actress, Daily Star Awards, British Soap Awards and many more. She's also won the Best Actress Award two times, once in 2010 and once in 2018. So big credit to one of Morecambe's biggest celebrities. With Escape to Make and Beyond Radio. Now for our next special guest, we have an award-winning local journalist. Welcome on the show, Greg Lambert. How are you feeling today, Greg? I'm all the better for speaking to you, Gabriella and Jasmine. How are you? Oh, we're great. Very good, yeah. So the plan is that we're just going to have a nice chat and ask you some questions. Sounds good to me. It's nice to be asked the questions for a change. <laughs> so, so let's get started. So our first question is, at what age did you know you were going to be a journalist? Well, I've always enjoyed writing from pretty much when I could pick up a pen, I think. So yeah. probably from about the age of four or five, I always enjoyed writing stories. And the teacher used to read them out, which was a little bit embarrassing but it's still <laughs> still nice so yeah. yeah i thought what could i do for a job that involves writing and yeah. i thought yeah why not have, give journalism a go yeah well you're a very very good journalist that's very kind thank you you're both very good singers and very good podcasters as well <laughs> thank, you. thank you okay so uh, next question who's the most famous person that you've interviewed well aside from yourselves obviously <laughs> uh, i would say tyson fury yeah, uh, yeah. The world heavyweight boxing champion mm-hmm. from Morecambe. I think he's pretty much the mo- one of the most famous sports people on the yeah. planet. Although I did interview the actual king. Well, does, does it count as an interview? I'm not sure it does. King Charles? Well, yeah. Well, I spoke to him. Yeah. Does that? Well, I'll tell you the story. Okay. So when he was Prince Charles, it was um, mm-hmm. summer 2022. He came to Morecambe Winter Gardens for a visit. Yeah. And he was on a walkabout on the promenade. 
and he came over and I was there stood filming him for Beyond Radio for our social media mm -hmm. and I shouted, welcome to Morecambe, your highness. <laughs> and he just looked at my phone and he just said, you'll, you'll ruin your machine. <laughs> and I think he was just making a joke about me filming him. And yeah. um, so I'm not sure whether that counts as an interview. I think it counts as an interview. Yeah, I think yeah. it does. So basically you have interviewed the king. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess the king is the actual king is is he more famous than the gypsy king? Not sure. But yeah. Mm. So it's between them. It's between them, yeah. 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 So our next question is how long have you worked at Beyond Radio? Well, Beyond Radio started in summer 2020, sorry, summer 2016. We're in 2023 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's been going seven and a half years and I've been there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my my nice. first show was in August 2016. Yeah, well, it's, I'd love to work for Beyond Radio. It's such yeah. a good job. You'd be very good. <laughs> so you said that Tyson Fury is one of the most famous people you've interviewed. So when was the first time you interviewed him? The first time I interviewed him was in 2011. So mm -hmm. soon after he'd moved to the Morecambe and Lancaster area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was living at his uncle's home in yeah. Skirton when I yeah. first interviewed him. But that wasn't the most memorable interview that yeah, I had yeah. with him. Uh, I interviewed him in 2015 mm -hmm. while he was out running on the promenade. We were running together side by side and I had my phone on and I was recording, <laughs> ask, asking him questions what, so whilst as you I was running? running. Whilst I was running, believe it or not. You're not out yeah. of breath? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was but he, he doesn't run. He doesn't run massively fast. He just he runs like a nice steady nice distance. Nice steady jog. Yeah, yeah a nice steady jog. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't too bad. Well, that's really cool interviewing him whilst you've been on a run. <laughs> yeah, but also I interviewed Tyson earlier this year for Beyond Radio. Take a listen to this and hear what he had to say about Morecambe. You know, I like Morecambe, and if I didn't, I wouldn't live here. People say to me, "Why do you live in Morecambe?" Because I want to. It's like, oh, why? Why do you still live in Morecambe? I think my my reasoning behind it is. I was always happy with who I was in the beginning. So usually what happens is when someone makes a few quid, they want to move from where they was originally and they, they want to get away from who they are. So me, I made a few quid and I've stayed exactly where I was. I, I bought my first house just over the bridge here um, on Osborne Road in Morecambe. It was a bungalow, two bedroom. And then I moved from there down to Hess Bank on the front. Um, and I've made back, back here, back to Morecambe. So I've not really moved very far. I've moved literally half a mile from my first first house. So I, I, I like it here. I don't get my vid here as much as I would do in big cities and stuff. And I think if I do leave Morecambe, it will, won't be to, to a different UK town. It'll be to a different country, for sure. So for our last question, what's been your favourite interview as a journalist? There's been a lot of different ones, but I would say my favourite, because I was a big fan of the band Queen, yep, who'd Queen, done yep. some massive songs, yeah. and one of the greatest bands of all time, and I was lucky enough to meet and interview their guitarist, Sir Brian May, wow. when he came to a place called Settle, which isn't Settle, yeah. too far away from Morecambe yeah, or Lancaster, and he came to open the world's smallest art gallery. Oh. <laughs> which was in a phone box of all of all things. In it was in a, in a phone box in, in Settle. Settle. Yeah, that's why he, oh, that's, that's why he was there. <laughs> that's why he was there. And the funny thing about it was, fans of Queen will have heard of the drummer Roger Taylor, mm -hmm. yeah. and the the curator of the art gallery was called Roger Taylor. Not the same oh, one. A different guy. And I interviewed Brian May oh. in Roger Taylor's house. 
<laughs> in Settle, but just it wasn't the same Roger Taylor. Yeah. So oh. that was a bit of a, a funny thing. That's your favourite interview? That's my favourite interview. Yeah, he's a great guy and it was a really good interview. And we spoke about Freddie Mercury, who was oh. the, the very famous singer of, of yeah. Queen and his memories of Freddie. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good interview. Oh, well, thank you so much for having a little chat with us. It's been an honour to have a little chat with you and thank you for answering all these questions, brilliant answers. And yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. I look forward to maybe interviewing you both again in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Beyond Radio, working with Escape to Make, presents Podcast Our Past. I'm Gabriella T. I'm Jasmine T. Thank you for listening to Bay Real Podcasts. We hope you enjoy and have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye! Podcast Our Past. Stories from the history of the Lancaster and Morecambe area.